Let's start. Today, daf is Shabbos, daf pei aleph, amir aleph. Etzem, kedei sheyes by tarvid. So we're talking about what's considered a double chashef. If you go ahead and you carry Mishusa Yachat or Mishusa Rabin, you're going to be chayiv. It says etzem is something that's made out of a bone structure that can go ahead and, which is, again, enough to go ahead and make a spoon. Like bone china. They made chinas out of bones. Okay, so to make a spoon out of a bone. Okay, next. The next one, kedei lasois, mimenu chaf. Chaf is a lock. Okay, so you have the lock over there, which is in David's picture as well. On my left, anyway, but it's that's the second picture over there, which is a lock. And we'll see in the Gemara, we're going to talk about the keys of the lock, and I'll show you the teeth of the lock. But we'll talk about that in a second. Sechuchitz, what about glass? The lagar roish hakarker to go ahead and take off to clean the top of the weaver's um, pin that they used to go ahead and use to clean up the loom if the strings would get tangled. They used to go ahead and untangle with it. Okay, or Evan. A rock or a stone or a pebble, could they lizard by to throw it at a bird and the bird will go away? Rebeleza goes in and says, Could they lizard with behemoth to throw it at an animal? The animal's gonna run away. The memro, the shiru, the Yehudin nafish, he's telling me what's for the bone. So the first man, though, of a bone said it's to make a spoon. Behuda goes ahead and said to make a key. It sounds like this key is a lot larger than this lock, excuse me, it's a lock. The lock itself is a lot larger than the, than the, um, then the spoon. So it's more of a kind of the shir drabon nafish. All along we said that the shir drabon is more. Why do we say the shir drabon is more? Like we said right away in the first Mishnah that David gave him to Shabbos, we said, somebody takes out a rope. So we said in order to go ahead and make a handle for a basket, and Rabbi Yehuda went ahead and said to go ahead and measure a little kid, little child's um, foot. And the Rishonim over here point out, Ramban and Ran both point out over here, that really it's not a size machlekes, but rather it's a fundamental machlekes. Rabban hold you go, you need to have something which is chashrik, which is shriach to go ahead and take out. And Rabbi Yehuda holds, even if it's not shriach, that would be okay as well. It wouldn't go ahead and make a difference. So the bottom line is, it should be smaller. No, we're not talking about the lock itself, but rather we're talking about the teeth of the lock. So I'll show you what Steinzeltz's picture over here is. Okay, so we have the picture over here, which is again showing us the lock itself. And over here, you have the, how do you draw on this thing? I think it's this thing. Oh no, it's not working. Hold on a second. Anyway, the bottom line is these, these jagged things over here that you see, okay? So key from the Barkochva period with teeth on the right. So these are the teeth on the right that we're going ahead and referring to over here, okay? Um, give me a second. All right, let's go weiter. There's actually more weiter. Tanarabon, Chafi Pesachas Tahirin. They are tar, because it's not a keli, but kavim pesach, that's once it was conveyed into a lock set to mayim, the tummy. What are we talking about over here? So Rashi says we're talking about over here, let's say you locked up a storage bin that you had. Being that you locked up the storage bin, the storage bin itself is going to be, is going to be, it's going to be tar, tummy, because now it is a keli. But if you went ahead, Vishal Gal, Gal Rashi says it's a door, let's say a door going into a, a door that's to a house, it's connected to the ground, even though you went ahead and put on the door itself, the kavim b'masmarim, and you went ahead and put nails into a tire tire. Why is called mechaber lekarka harik lekarka? Being that's connected to the ground, has dinner the ground itself. Schuches kidei lagar, glass to go ahead and clean the tip of this needle that you use to clean to go ahead and unwind wound up um, fibers on the loom. 
You have to be able to go ahead and split open two of the of the of the strands that you have on the loom. says a stone or a rock is to go ahead or pebble to throw at a bird. Belazer says to throw it at an animal. Not just that he throws at the animal, but the animal feels it when you hit it. That's the weight of ten zuz. So we're going to talk about a story of this guy Zonan. All the way went to Bismarck. So Rash explains the Shaila as follows. Okay? So the question over here is as follows. The question is, is that we know back then, toilet paper, they used to go ahead and clean themselves. They didn't have toilet paper. They used to go ahead and use stones or other methods to go ahead and clean themselves. And the question is, what is the shear? Now Rashi says, what's the shear that you're going to go ahead and be chayev on them? Or if you carry them from a Rishusa Yachad, Rishusa Rabin, what's going to be a shear that's considered Dava Chosh that you're going to be chayev? Okay, there's three shearim, and there's three different times during the process you go ahead and clean yourself. One is the size of an olive, one is like a nut, and one is like a egg, the size of an egg. That's how big the stones are. Does he go ahead and have a scale in his house? He's going to measure the size of the different stones that he's going to use to go ahead and measure different size stones that he has to go ahead and take out with him to the bathroom. That he's allowed to take out a handful of pebbles to go ahead and um, clean himself up. Rabbi Yaisi says, You can take out a handful. So we talk about, again, different ways they used to go ahead and um, different, different, um, different ways they'd go ahead and, again, different shurim of toilet paper. On Shabbos, again, Shabbos, you have a problem with a stone as well, which we forgot to mention. A muksa. If it's going to be used for the, to clean yourself up as toilet paper, then it's not muksa. So there are three stones. What are the types of mikruzlais? He says, meaning that there are smooth stones that you can use for going ahead and um, going out and cleaning yourself up. like the size of a nut, which was the middle shear. Remember, we had the ka'alev, and we had the beya, and we had the egois, which is the middle shear. We had the beya, like the larger shear. Just like the argument over here, they're arguing is what's the minimal size of an esrik as well. Ramea holds the minimal size of an esrik is the size of a nut. And Rehuda holds the size of a egg. It's like tomorrow, Hasam Asnis and Hachi Braisa. So there's a Mishnah and here's a Braisa. So you should, you should say rather Machloikis that we have here is similar to Machloikis there. So Mishnah says Enechem Nami. El Machloikis Ke Esrik, Kach Machloikis Ke. Just like the arguing Esrik, they argue over here as well. Amrav Yehuda, Avaloi Es a Pious. You now take out a Pious. And the Gemara doesn't want to know what is a Pious. So we'll see what a Pious my Pious. Amrav Zera Kashine Div Laisa. These are pebbles that were in bovel that were made out of earth. Being that it was made out of dirt, Rashi says, it can fall apart while you're going ahead and cleaning yourself up, and it's dangerous if it falls apart in there. So therefore, you're not allowed to use it. Omar Rava, Rava said, also, you now use this tzeroyer on Shabbos, the way you go ahead and use it during the weekdays. Okay, the Gemara will explain. So, what, what are we talking about over here? So we're talking about over here is, somebody needs to go to the bathroom, okay, so he says, now over here is talking about that um, what happened was is that they used to use the smaller stone to open up um, the area where you relieve yourself. Okay? So the Allah is, we're worried 
That area, there are muscles in that area, all the way in that area. They're folded into each other and they have hairs on them, like little hair-like follicles on them. And we're worried, not follicles, but hair-like things that come out of them. And we're worried that if you're going to twist the throat over there to go ahead and make yourself, open yourself up, it's going to go ahead and be mashranimim. It's going to go ahead and rip some of the hairs out, which you know I'll do on Shabbos. And ah, you're going to tell me, Shimon says, Dov Hashem is it's mutter. So he said, oh, here's a psikresha. For sure, if you take the stone and you twist it up there, it's going to go ahead and rip some of these hairs out that are between the muscles in that spot. Again, this is not something that I recommend you Google. So, so, the words, so he says, You're going to use it again. You're worried you're going to rip out these hairs. He should be, go ahead and put himself in a spot of a sakana. We'll see what the sakana is. If you don't go to the bathroom, we, we said before, what's going to happen is, is you go ahead and a person that doesn't go to the bathroom, if you look at Rashi, that you can come to disease if somebody goes ahead and doesn't relieve himself and the um, the waste that's in his body goes ahead and comes back up the intestines. So I think you have to do it in a kalachiyadig way. And meaning, what it means is, is don't go ahead and use that stone the way you do it during the weekdays, but rather do it on Shabbos. And Rashi says, use two fingers to get it in instead of one finger. So therefore, it's kalachiyad and it's okay. Om Rabbi if I know definitely where I'm going to go ahead and relieve myself, then again, this is where there was no indoor plumbing, then I can take out a handful of stones with me to go ahead and clean myself up. Imlav, right? Imlav if not. Okay? That you go ahead and you take the smallest amount, which is the egois, okay? Which is the middle size sheer stone. Shell besomim. So what about chabasomim? What does Rashi say? Chabasomim means if this is a pestle. Okay, so if you had a pestle, so now over here, pestle itself, what's the problem with a pestle? Rashi says to clean malachtoi le iser, right? Because I use it typically for, um, for excuse me, shelbet salmon, omar of sheshin, yeshel aid mutter. So that's typically used for a, um, he said that's usually used for a, um, a, a pestle is used for clean malachtoi iser, to go ahead and crush medicine. Meaning it's used to crush medicine, that's grinding. You're not supposed to go ahead and use it. But if you're going to use it, you want to use this to go ahead and clean yourself up. So Allah is like this. If it has remnants of being used in the past for toilet paper, it's okay. So the Mara says, There are 10 things that bring to birth of hemorrhoids. People eat leaves of reeds, leaves of, 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 of grapevines. Again, the love of shoots of a, of a, of, of a vine. Roigi behemah below melach. The parts of the behemah you eat without um, without salt. The shidrish al dag or the spine of a fish. The dag meliach shleibishal katzarchei or a fish that was salted that is not totally ready to eat. Vashoyse shimre yain. Somebody eats the dregs from the wine, which is the bottom of the barrel of wine. Vakaneach vasid. Somebody goes ahead and cleans himself up with lime. Ubecharsis becharsis, which again, which is a um, earthenware betzray with a rock. Shekina bechaveri with a rock that his friend used. So you're telling me, go ahead, and I can use this pestle if it has markings and it was used in the past, but that's dangerous. Why? Because it can go ahead and bring me to hemorrhoids. How am I allowed to use it? Also, somebody that goes ahead and toilet, he doesn't actually sit on the toilet, he does squats, he doesn't actually sit on the toilet, that's also dangerous to bring to hemorrhoids. When is it dangerous if it's still wet? So if the item itself is still, again, the pestle, the piece of the stone itself still has 
um, somebody else's leftovers in it that's still it's not dry yet, then it's dangerous. But if it's if it's if it's dry, it's not a problem. The next tarot says, if it's totally used, then you can't use it. But if toilet paper is used on one ply, right, and the second ply wasn't used, you can use the second ply of that toilet paper. If it's his own, if he reuses it, it's not a problem. You don't have to worry about coming to hemorrhoids. But if he reuses friends, cleaning utensil, then you have to worry about hemorrhoids. So three different tarots. I'm going to buy a Yosef. What happens if rain fell in it and it went ahead and this aid went ahead and got wet? What's halacha? He says, That if you still can notice that it was used for cleaning yourself, it would go ahead and be mutter to reuse. Anyway, the bottom line is, let's be thankful that we have regular toilet paper today and we have indoor plumbing. That's the bottom line when it comes to this part over here. Okay. Am I allowed to go ahead and take these? I want to go to relieve myself on the roof. Am I allowed to go ahead and take the stones up with me to the roof? Right? so great that He said over this brisa. That if a person sees a toothpick in front of him, he's allowed to use it to go out and clean out his teeth, because again, it's covered a breeze, he shouldn't have items in his teeth. They can only take it from a ovus, is a trowel of a behema that was ready, that was muchim for the animal to go ahead and eat on Shabbos. The bottom line is, is you see that what? You see that even though it's covered a breeze according to Rabbanon, you cannot take it from something that wasn't muchan. Because it's muksa. The difference is very simple. Over here, you know what you're gonna, you're gonna eat. If you know what you're gonna eat, and you know you're gonna eat something that's gonna go ahead and get your teeth full of um, full of items that you're gonna have to clean out, so you'd have to prepare the toothpicks from before Shabbos. But so therefore the muksa would still exist. But over here, being that a person doesn't know exactly where he's gonna relieve himself, right? Doesn't know which 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 part of the exit he's gonna pull over to go into the woods, so therefore he's not ready. To go ahead, so therefore you can't require him to have it prepared. It's not a problem. But the the doicha because of covered abrius, you can go ahead and um, do this tirchi yisera. Amr of Huna also finds besada near b'shabes on Shabbos in a plowed field. I can't go and relieve myself. My time. If I'm worried about Rashi says if it's his friend's field and once it's already plowed, if I go ahead and relieve myself in my friend's field, I'm going to ruin his plowing process. I feel bechol nami even though during the weekdays it's a problem. El No, he's a different problem. He's worried that what? He's worried that being that it is, um, Rashi says, being that, look at Rashi, being that it is um, wet, what's going to happen is, is that the stones are going to go ahead and grow moss on them or grow some sort of grasses on them. And I'm worried that he cleans himself with these stones the grass that's connected to the stones is going to go ahead and get ripped off and be toilish on Shabbos, which is an iser. It's like the Mara, so he says, I feel bechol nami. That a, a lot of uses stone that it goes ahead and has right grass on it. I'm not worried he's going to rip it off. If he rips it off, he's chayiv chatas. Okay, I'm worried about it over here is as follows. I'm worried he's going to go ahead and relieve himself into a hole that's in the ground and he's going to go ahead and smooth it out. And we said already before that in the sod, if you smooth out a hole that the guy dug, that's going to be chayiv al tzchayrish. Mishum, mechayiv mishum derav. Now, Rabbi, how do you say guma? 
he might throw the stone into the hole and he's going to be high for filling up the oh, hole. Oh, the, the stone, the stone into the hole. Yeah. He's going to throw his stone, his tissues. Right. Right, the stone, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay. Sorry, he's going to throw his stone. Thank you for correcting me. Okay, he's going to throw the stone into the hole and he's going to why? We said the same thing when it comes to a house. Somebody has a hole in the floor in his house and he has a pile and he pushes the pile into the floor, into the hole. He smooths it out. He's chayiv al tzboyna. And when it comes to the field, he's chayiv al tzchayrish. Let's see. Dama rav. Ahoy slay gumo mamat beis. Chayiv mishum boyna besada. In the field, chayiv mishum chayrish. Chayiv mishum chayrish. Gufa. Amr shlakrish. Tzroi sha'olu ba'esava mutla kanechba. Somebody, a, a, again, a stone that has grasses on it, you'll have to go out and wipe yourself with it. And if you go ahead and rip it up, rip it off on Shabbos, the grasses, you have a What's Varpista? So Rashi tells us is, is a flower pot. Okay, so a flower pot, Otsuf Shinokov. A flower pot that goes ahead and is and has a hole in it. So if it has a hole in it, the flower pot has a hole in it. So being that it has a hole in it, so therefore, it's similar to the grass that I don't have to worry about going ahead and disconnecting the grass. I can move the flower pot, even though it, technically it's considered connected to the ground. So Gemara says, Gemara's going to have a problem with that. So he says, Oh, Charlotte, the master of Khan, and you say you can do it, you can say you can do it, even Shloyot Tzorach, we're going to see it's going to go ahead and be a problem. Why? Amar Baya. We know that if a flower pot has a hole in it, we view it as if it's connected to the ground. So it's connected to the ground, and I picked it off the ground, and I put it on, you say this, on, um, on, on pegs. Because I went ahead and uprooted something. You say this, it was on pegs. Alt planting. All right, so we'll talk about something interesting over here. Let's finish the daf, and I'm going to point out a very, very interesting Rashi over here. That you say this thing, Rashi just brings it in after the word parpisa. Let's go weiter. I'm allowed to go ahead and wipe myself with a shard on Shabbos. My timer. What's the reason? During the week, there's also a problem. Because of black magic, I feel black magic is a problem during the week as well. What am I worried about? Right? I'm worried about, I'm going to go ahead. We talked about, remember, in the inner, in the inner part of where. Um, you relieve yourself, you're going to have these hearers, and you're going to go ahead and rip out these hearers. That's Dov Hashem That's Dov Hashem And we know Rabbi Yechon holds Dov Hashem Ischavenu is Mutter and Shabbos. So what is the problem of using Eicheres? Let's go ahead and explain. Not during the weekdays, it's going to be Osir. Why? Because it's a Sakon. Because you're going to go ahead and take out the Neiman. Let's see Rashi. He says, because... Of meaning, he said like this. Don't worry, bechol. Rashi, any is a tilt of a choice. Also, kneip becheres. Mishum kafra. She ain't a yachol. Look, look like bitzray. Okay, because it's because it's maybe it's dangerous during the weekdays. Avol Shabbos. How the ikataris keli of a Shabbat dami. On Shabbos, you don't have a muksa issue. Because at least as a din of a keli, it should be okay. Kamash malon. That you have the other two reasons can be us. Either at sakana, you worry you're going to go and scratch yourself, or you're worried of kishaf from a black magic. And we'll see why there's black magic in a second. Rabbi Maslam Mishum Ashoyis Neiman. Rabbi was said the reason is because you are going to go ahead and take out those hairs that you have inside. The Kasher Reichlam Yechlam. He has Shver Reichlam Yechlam Yechlam. What was that? You lost me. The Kasher the Reichlam Yechlam. He had a Kasher Reichlam Yechlam. Yechlam went ahead and went ahead and said that the Kasher Reichlam Yechlam. He had a Kasher Reichlam Yechlam that said that Davishim is Chaver's Mutter. 
We learned that a Nazar is allowed to go ahead and scrub his hair, but he's not allowed to go ahead and comb it. Even though you're worried that potentially he's going to go ahead and the hair is going to come out if he rubs his hair. I know if I rub my hair, I have hairs that come. If I rub, rub my top of my head, I have hairs that come out. So a Nazar is allowed to do that. I, it's a David, why is he allowed to do that? Because the David Shemesh Chavin, it's mutter. So he says, We're going to go back to Rabnasim Ba'ishi's reason. Like we said, maybe Al Tzakana or because Al Tzakishav. What is Tzakana? Mike Shaf. What is Tzakishav? Kadar of Chizdev, Rabbi of Huna. Havak Azib Arab, they're going in a boat. Armalai Humachunisa. This Machunisa, which is a woman, usually a powerful woman, went ahead and told him, I want to go ahead and come with you on the boat. They didn't let him onto the boat. Now, why not? So the Chrenim say, the Gemara Ben Mehmed Likin says, that if you're going in a boat, don't take a guy in the boat. Why? Because maybe the guy is Michaev, is Midin is Michaev to go ahead and get punished, and you're going to get punished with the guy. So they didn't let her on the boat. She said something, some sort of black magic, and the boats got stuck in the harbor. They said something. They went ahead and released the boat, and they were able to go ahead and um, they were able to go, go on their way. What am I supposed to do with you? My magic can't work with you. Why? If you don't go ahead and clean yourself with a shard, you don't kill a louse that's on your clothing. That means that you don't go ahead and take, usually, you used to tie up the vegetables, that you do not go ahead and take something out of a vegetable pile while it's tied, rather you untie it first and then you take the vegetable out. With these things, you don't allow Kishif to come on to you. Okay, so that's the end of the Gemara. Rashi over here says something very interesting. We'll finish with Rashi. Like I said, if you have to go, go, don't worry about it. I'm not going to be offended. Rashi says over here as follows. He says, Bechuvah's going him on Pe'alaf on Medbeis. He says, Bechuvah's going to Matsasi, that people would go ahead, Sha'oisin Chultis, look at Rashi, hyperpistis, by the Gilgian Ashas. Chultis, Mikapes, Tmar. They used to make baskets out of reeds. Mamalan Oisin, off of a Zevel Behemoth. They fill up with fertilizer and ground. Chotbeis, a Tetzvah of Yom of Nehru Shoshana. 22 or 15 days before Rosh Hashanah, they went ahead and made one for every child they had in, his ha- in their house. And they'd go ahead and plant inside of him, pull a mitzri or kidneys. They'd plant inside of it either a bean, some sort of bean. Now we know beans, you ever do a science project with your kids, beans grow plants very, very quickly. Okay? And they'd call it propitia. Everybody would take his, his kids. They go ahead and twist it around their heads. So again, this is the modern day version of, this is Rashi's version of Kaparis. Shiva palm seven diamonds. They go ahead and afterwards throw it into the river. So over here you see, you had the Rashi's version of what Kaparis were. So the Ga'inim really, this goes back, and this is really goes back to the times of the Ga'inim, Rashi says. Really, we have our minig for chickens is from the times of Natrunoyi Ga'inim brings down, they used to shech chickens, they used to do the same thing as a kapara with chickens. They used to shech on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, because you allowed to shech on Rosh Hashanah itself, and Yontav itself, and they'd give the chickens to the poor people. And they used to do the same thing, the same thing that we do right now. But it was done on the first day Yontav, rather than before Yom Kippur. Our minig is to do it before him kip it. The Shulchan Aruch discusses it. Beis Yosef does not like it because he says, 
Maybe these are different things that the Goyim do, so therefore you're not allowed to go ahead and do it. Ramah says it's a minig v'sik, and he calls it. It's a very early minig. You're allowed to go ahead and do it. He's just concerned that they shafted a lot of chickens, so he worried that maybe the chickens would be in the vela, so it would be an issue, so therefore he recommends maybe go ahead and do with money before Yontif, obviously. But again, interesting, the origins are over here. Now, if you talk about Darche and Mairi already, the question is, just coming to Yontif over here, there's a Shaila, the Gra had a potential issue with going ahead and even putting trees in the shuls on Yontif. Why would putting trees in a shul be a problem on Yontif? If you say Darchem Mori is a problem, so we know that the Goyim on their Yom Taifim put trees in shuls. So if they put trees in shuls on Yontif, he had a problem putting actual trees in the shuls on Yontif. We don't put trees in our shuls, we put flowers in our shuls, so maybe that would be different. But the Gra brings down not to go ahead and put trees in the shul itself on Yontif because that's what the Goyim do as well. Okay, Shkayach, we'll pick up tomorrow at 45 again. Last night was uh, 47, by the way. Oh, thank you.